how will you be remembered? Matthew 26, I'll begin reading in verse number 6. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil. And she poured it on his head and he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whether this gospel, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. I want to share a true story about a man whose name is easily recognized in American history. Because of that, for now, I'm not going to refer to his name. I'll just refer to him as General X. He served our country well during most of the Revolutionary War. General X has been called the best general on either side of that conflict. He distinguished himself early in the war through acts of cunning and bravery. His many successful actions included the capture of Fort Ticonderoga, in 1775, successful defense and delaying tactics, even while losing the Battle of Valcour Island on Lake Champlain in 1776. The Battle of Ridgefield, Connecticut, after which he was promoted to Major General. And the pivotal battles of Saratoga in 1777, in which he suffered leg injuries that effectively ended his combat career for many years. But we'll get back to that story later. Memorial Day weekend. It's a time that is described in many different ways, but at its heart, it's a time to pause. To remember those who, and honor those who have paid the ultimate price and sacrificed all. Our nation has Armed Forces Day to honor those who put on the uniform of military service. Our nation has Veterans Day to honor those who have hung up the uniform after military service. But we have Memorial Day for those who never got the chance to take the uniform off, to understand their sacrifice, that it wasn't aimless or blind, but it was for our freedom. And so we create this time as a memorial People visit grave sites. There are parades. We hear speeches. We spend time with family. We will remember. In general, what we need to remember is that freedom is not free. And if someone was close to you, then we'll remember them not just as soldiers, but as freedom, as, as people, and the legacy that, that they leave behind. But with this day here, it got me kind of thinking. 
and I got somehow thinking back to June of 2001 when I spent time in Zimbabwe teaching and preaching. June of 2001 was three months before 9-11-2001. In just the span of three months, so much changed in my world and in theirs. And so I remember thinking back then, I wondered what, if they'll even remember me. Or if so, what they will remember. And we ask those questions at various times in our life, don't we? Have you ever wondered how you will be remembered? And the first thing is, and it's spoken about right here in this passage, I want to be remembered. We all want to live full lives, but also lives that leave a lasting impression. And not just a lasting impression, but a positive one. In our text, we have a story of a woman who did something special for the Lord. It was out of deep love and devotion for him. She didn't care what others thought. She didn't care what others said. She wanted to worship the living God. And Jesus said, it will be told as a memorial to her. This is how she will be remembered. And the tone is a positive one. We're not given her name in this passage, but in the Gospel of John's account of this passage in John chapter 12, we're told this is Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. The Lord's comments must have surprised the disciples. If they were going to remember this act, they would see it in a negative light, that she was being wasteful, didn't realize how many people we could have helped. Then afterwards, Jesus speaks, and they must have thought, doesn't he realize what the value of what she did was? And John chapter 12, verse 5 says that the perfume and the oil that was put on Jesus' head was worth a year's wages. But Jesus said this will be a memorial to her. The disciples saw this as an extravagant waste. But Jesus saw this as an extravagant act of love. Even though selling this perfume and giving it to the poor would have been a good thing to do, what she did at that time was even better for her. Jesus says what she did will become a memorial to her. So why did Jesus emphasize this? Jesus knew Mary loved her, uh, him deeply. She sat at his feet. We see that in Luke chapter 10. Sat there during her sorrow over her brother's death in John chapter 11. Which brings me to my first point. I want to be remembered as someone who loved Jesus more than anything or anyone. She poured a bottle of expensive perfume on his head. That bottle meant something. It represented great value to her. Traditionally, these bottles back in Bible days were heirlooms, family heirlooms. Once broken and poured out and used, the fragrance was gone. It was a one-time deal. So for the reason, for that reason, it would be, have great worth, and it was special. And she wanted to make a few things clear to everybody around her, just how much she loved Jesus. 
and that nothing was more valuable to her than Jesus. Not herself, not her ambitions, not her desires, not her choices for the future, not anybody in her life at the present time. Things were important, but there was nobody as important to her as Jesus. So the question for us today is what are the bottles of perfume in our lives? Possessions, dreams or aspirations, family or friends, comfort, not having as much of we've, as we've asked for. In essence, we need to understand and be able to demonstrate what does Jesus mean to me? And our lives show that. Our legacy will show that too. It's important to me that the memories my family have of me include how much I love them, how much they mean to me. But it's infinitely more important that they remember the love and devotion I have for the King of Kings in Jesus Christ. God wants to be our memorial, the center of our devotion. Jesus needs to be the bottom line and ultimate goal. I not only want to be true, I, I not only want that to be true, but I want others to know that. Let me get back to General X. Because of General X, because General X was instrumental in winning the crucial battle of, Sarato of Saratoga where his left leg was wounded, another general had a memorial erected at his own expense, and it reads, in memory of the most brilliant soldier of the Continental Army who was desperately wounded on this spot, 7th October, 1777, winning for his countrymen the decisive battle of the American Revolution and for himself the rank of Major General. However, this memorial does not include his name. Why would a war hero, a war hero be honored with a monument that doesn't bear his name. We'll get back to that later. My second point. I want to be remembered as one who shared the love of the Lord with other people. Yes, I love the Lord much more than anybody else, and that includes my family. But I believe because of the presence of Jesus Christ in my life, because of the way he has shaped my heart and shaped the man I am today, that my family benefits from that. His power in my life makes me a better husband. It makes me a better father. And hopefully it makes me a better friend. When I got married, I vowed to my wife that she would forever be number two in my life. That Jesus Christ would always be number one. And that's how I want to be remembered. I want to build godly memories with my family. And I want to build godly memories with all of you. But building godly memories with one another requires that we're all together. So yeah, I'm going to harp on the fact that we need to be together. It requires that we're involved in one another's lives. It requires that I not treat times together with God's people as optional. I treat them as vital. Mary was worshiping Jesus in the presence of other people. We need to encourage one another. We need to remind one another just how wonderful God is. And we need to remind one another of his blessings, especially when I'm going through something in my life and I may not be able to see the blessings of God. 
I've always been blessed when someone else can let me know, can't you see how blessed you are? Because when we're going through something, that can be easily missed. Sometimes we get out of focus, so out of focus, we need to be reminded just how blessed we are. And that's part of the memorial building process. So what kind of memorial are you leaving? What kind of legacy are you leaving behind? How will you be remembered? What kind of legacy will people know you for? What would you want the preacher to say about you at your funeral? Trust me, I don't take suggestions. I remember preaching in another church many years ago, and it was a church I was a member of at the time, and I preached on a similar theme. And I said, I'm going to, and I turned to the pastor of the church right there and said, tell you one thing, pastor, when, if I die before you do, and you preach my funeral, I want you to preach the truth. My job while I'm alive, is to make the truth something about me, something you want to hear, something you want to know, and start living today the way I want to be remembered. So let's get back to General X. As a commander still on the American side, General X obtained command of the fort at West Point and attempted an unsuccessful surrender to the British. After that plot failed, he served with British forces as a loyalist and eventually escaped to England. The Boot Monument in Saratoga National Park, Saratoga Springs, commemorates Benedict Arnold, his wounded foot at the Battle of Saratoga. However, he is not mentioned by name. Another memorial to Arnold is on the grounds of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. It bears only a rank, major general, and a date, born 1740, and no name. Which brings me to my final point. All of those who want to be remembered have no fear. You will be remembered. The question is not if you'll be remembered. It's the title of the message, how you will be remembered. We read in that passage about Martha, uh, 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 about Mary. But just a few verses down, the next few verses, starting in verse 14, then one of the 12, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. I think we'd all agree that Judas has left an enduring legacy. Now, he probably had issues all along. However, I have little doubt that, and that is the testimony of the Gospels, Judas walked with the Lord. Like the other disciples, he too left everything and walked with this band of, of, of men for three and a half years. I can make a biblical case for the idea that Judas was used to perform miracles and to heal people. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, and, he, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them, the 12, power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness. 
in all kinds of disease. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Then further down in Mark chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. So they went out and preached that people should repent. And they, the 12, cast out demons, many demons, and anointed with oil many who were sick and were healed. So did Judas perform miracles? Doesn't say he didn't. Actually, as far as anything he did or didn't do, we don't know. All we know about Judas is that he portrayed Jesus. This was his memorial. This was his legacy. So where did he go wrong? Where do we go wrong? Well, I'll make it pretty simple. Jesus was going in one direction, and Judas was going in another. And that's the same problem many, many Christians face. Jesus was heading toward the cross, and we need to do that also daily. Our legacy as Christians will always be rooted in the cross. And as I've been speaking a lot lately about identity, my identity is in the cross of Jesus Christ. Our lives must always bend and bow to the cross of Jesus Christ. Our thoughts, our hopes must submit to the cross of Jesus Christ. Our choices and aspirations need to be built on the cross of Jesus Christ. And my hopes and dreams need to be hidden in the cross of Jesus Christ. The awesome truth of the gospel is that you can build an amazing and lasting legacy no matter what has already transpired in your life. But pastor, you don't know what I've done in life. You can, from this moment on, build a godly memorial and a godly legacy because the Bible says when you become a believer, all things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And if you're questioning whether or not you have an opportunity to really build something going forward, no matter what's gone behind you, just ask the apostle Peter. If there was anyone who could say, I can't go back, it was him. Jesus paid the price for all of your sins. All of your sins. There isn't any mistake that you are any mistake in life that you and I get to label, I've gone too far, out of Jesus' reach. There isn't any sin, any transgression, any poor choice that is outside of what the blood of Jesus Christ can cover. A day of memorial to brave men and women who pay the ultimate sacrifice is honorable. The bottle of perfume that Mary's life demonstrated is also honorable and what the Lord's comment shows is that the idea of the memorial was important to him because this wasn't Mary's idea it was his he brought it up all she was concerned about was loving her Lord and showing him devotion no matter where she was you know, it can be natural when you're in certain settings to behave what people would say, behave accordingly. When you're with group of friends A, 
you behave like you've always been with group of friends, A. Then when you get with family, you behave like you do with family. And we begin to compartmentalize. But I want everyone to know wherever I am that as far as this man and his heart and his life, all of me everywhere belongs to Jesus. And Jesus not only gives an amazing and abundant life, but he also helps me build a legacy, a memorial that can rise up out of the broken pieces of any life. Our part is to make a decision. Our part is to make a firm Jesus decision. You know the verses in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse number 3, where Paul says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Jesus Christ, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these things I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count these things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. That's the choice we need to make. That's the legacy we build on. So many men and women throughout this country's history have left budding lives, prosperous lives, and got off to fight in defense of this country and didn't come home. They paid an ultimate sacrifice. They made a choice. And when it comes to our choice to follow Jesus, there needs to be a sacrifice element to that choice. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, all its fame. There isn't enough money or fame or family relationships or anything that will ever matter more to me than having Jesus and his power and his peace and his presence in my life. There's no doubt as to Benedict Arnold's brilliant service to the American cause and his heroism, especially at the Battle of Saratoga. The success at Saratoga was instrumental in bringing France into the war on the American side, who many historians believe still today, without whose support the war likely would have been lost, but also true is that there can be no doubt as to his eventual loyalty to the British crown or that his name has become synonymous with the word traitor. 
how will you be remembered? Let me end where I started, the cross. I want to be remembered as someone who carried his cross. I want to be remembered as someone who loved Jesus, who loved people, who stood for people, who embraced people, who had fun with people, and don't want to be remembered as a sour, grouchy Christian. We got plenty of those. I want to be remembered as someone who loved the Lord and that love brought joy. And we have fun together in the abundant life that is his. For many of us, the cross should be the best memorial, the greatest legacy we could ever hope for. You know, I have no idea what tomorrow holds. Like the guys at work, I've been even surprised this latest episode of, of evil seems to have impacted a lot, even those of my colleagues at work. And they make comments about you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, you're right, you don't. But I know somebody who does. I know somebody who does. You see, it's in moments like these we need to truly embrace and walk in the grace of Almighty God. You know, oftentimes we'll say when someone makes a poor choice or we see someone struggling with drug addiction or we see somebody going through a, a difficult season, we say the phrase, there but for the grace of God go I. The reality is in this evil and dangerous world that no one can predict what's going to happen and when. What we can say is there but for the grace of God go I. So I don't know what tomorrow holds, but thank God I know somebody who does. I'd like you to stand with me.